What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more content at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, I pulled up an article that I was reading earlier this week from Empire Magazine. They were talking with Quentin Tarantino, and he was asked if he thought Grindhouse was misunderstood. He said, well, in America, they got Grindhouse. In the UK, you got Death Proof. With Grindhouse, I think maybe me and Robert just felt that people had a little more of a concept of the history of double features and exploitation movies. No, they did not. At all. They had no idea what the fuck they were watching. It meant nothing to them. That was a case of being a little too cool for school. So guys, this article got me thinking. Why didn't Grindhouse work? It tanked in the theaters. I think it grossed around $25 million on a $60 million budget. And to think back on it, like I think Grindhouse was completely misunderstood by mainstream audiences. You know, for its time in 2007, like, your average moviegoer didn't know what to think about Grindhouse. I mean, about a stuntman serial killer and a girl with a machine gun leg? I mean, come on, like, 2007? All right, this was the year that Transformers and Spider-Man 3 came out. You know, but then again, I don't know if Grindhouse would play well today either. Like, it was a gamble in 2007, and I think it'd probably be a gamble today, um, especially playing to the MCU crowd, to the DC crowd, and... You know, I think you have to release it differently, too, which I didn't do a lot of research for this episode, all right? But maybe maybe they were smart about their release strategy. I can't remember exactly. But I think you have to release it like Kevin Smith did with a few of his movies, like Tusk, where you go on roadshow tours, you know, with live Q&As. And I'm not talking just like in Chicago and California, like the big cities. I think you need to make a big double feature event at a cool place like Alamo Draft House, which maybe they did, but... You know, really push the drive-in experience. Really push the experience. Uh, you really have to push it uh, differently than you do a big blockbuster, like a, a like a big MCU movie. Like, I remember them releasing it as a double feature and then extended versions or vice versa. Like, I can't remember exactly their release strategy, but you know, I forget exactly how it went down. But I remember it being kind of confusing when it released. Like, I remember having conversations at work, you know, and average moviegoers like they didn't know what to think. You know, what the fuck is a Grindhouse double feature, all right? Again, this is when Transformers was coming out. They had no idea what the fuck they were watching. You know, but uh, thinking back on it, you know, um, I'm glad it exists because, you know, I think they were paving the way for future cinephiles, you know, paving the way for Grindhouse, foreign films, you know. They were really educating a new generation of movie nerds, you know, me included, like, you know, in 2007, I didn't watch a lot of hardcore grindhouse exploitation. Like, even though I'm a huge horror buff, like, if you Google uh, Tarantino's favorite grindhouse movies, like, there's some popular ones on this list that Cousin Wayne wouldn't agree with calling them grindhouse. But uh, the basic formula, you know, it is what it is. You know, like, Dawn of the Dead's on there, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, uh, just Google uh, Tarantino top grindhouse. You know, he has a whole 20 on there. But I didn't watch the hardcore exploitation stuff until later, like female prisoner movies, uh, black exploitation, gritty car chase movies, uh, cannibal movies. Like cannibal movies were always Cousin Wayne's jam, not mine, still not 
you know, a big fan of cannibal movies. And and I'm not a big fan of torture porn, but, you know, I didn't start watching other Grindhouse movies until Tarantino opened that gateway. Like, movies like Jackie Brown and Kill Bill, like, they slowly creaked open the gate, you know, introduced other genres to me, blaxploitation, kung fu movies, but Grindhouse, man, it wasn't fucking around. Like, it blew the fucking gate wide open. Like, I grew up in the video store, guys, in, you know, late 80s, early 90s, so, like, I was always pulled towards darker movies, like Evil Dead, Friday the 13th, like, 80s and 90s, like, that was the culture, you know, VHS, a horror, all right, I mean, that's what, when you went to the video store, if you weren't walking out with a horror movie, like, something was wrong with you, cool horror movies, you know, Um, but Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, like, furthered my video store education, you know, Tarantino's my, Tarantino is my film school, I mean, he's one of my favorite directors, but thinking back on 2007, damn, like, I remember going to Grindhouse on opening night, like, I think, I think ever since Jackie Brown, like I went to go see Jackie Brown with Cousin Wayne, like I've seen every Tarantino movie on opening night. And if I remember right, I was with my wife, uh, Videolander Ryan Smith, Josh Collard, and we were pumped, man. I remember having a blast that night. It was just a, uh, just such a fresh experience. Again, this was the year that Transformers and Spider-Man 3 came out. And here we are watching a stuntman serial killer movie and a movie about a stripper with a machine gun leg, all right? Try, just try to think back, all right? A 2007, man. It was just cool. And uh, I'm not going to review both movies, but or either one of them, actually, but I remember walking out of the theater, and I remember like liking Planet Terror more than Death Proof, which surprised me because, again, super Tarantino fan here. And... But, you know, like now over the years, I've really grown to appreciate Death Proof. Like, I think it's completely underrated. I think it's an interesting take on the slasher genre. Like, Michael Myers uses a knife and Stuntman Mike uses a car. I mean, completely an original take on the genre. It's probably my, if I had to break it down, probably my fourth favorite out of all of Tarantino's movies. But, yeah, that night, man, back in 2007, when I walked out of the theater... Planet Terror was my favorite, all right? I've always had a few problems. Like, I'm not a big fan of Freddy Rodriguez. Um, I'm not a fan of Freddy Rodriguez as the hero in that movie. Like, I don't think he added anything to the Grindhouse experience. Like, I wanted an, an, a, an older name, uh, someone like Kurt Russell. Like, I've always wished that Kurt Russell was the hero in Planet Terror and then the bad guy in Death Proof. Like, I've always thought that was such a missed opportunity that uh, they, they didn't use him in, in both movies. Um you know, something else, uh, thinking back on 2007, uh, real quick, uh, Kurt Russell, like, you gotta think, the last cool Kurt Russell movie was probably Breakdown, which I'm a fan of, uh, in 1997, or Stargate, I think was 96, 97, 98, somewhere around there, but it had been a while since we had a cool Kurt Russell movie, I mean, 2007 was way past his John Carpenter prime, I think, um, Escape from L.A. was 96, don't quote me on that, but that's that's not John Carpenter Prime, I mean, I'm not even a huge fan of Escape from L.A., but that, that came out around then, so, man, I just remember having a lot of fun that night in the theater, watching a cool Kurt Russell movie, and wishing that there was just more movies like Grindhouse, man, I remember wanting Stallone to do Grindhouse movies, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I just wish that every year we could get that Grindhouse double feature, you know, a, a cool Grindhouse double feature with Kurt Russell. Um, I, I just remember thinking that this was really going to take off. That was, I think that was my big 
takeaway. When I walked out of the theater, I thought this was going to take off. I, I remember thinking that this was going to become a franchise. You know, I remember after leaving the theater, I wanted to see all the fake movie trailers. I think I talked about the movie trailers as much as I talked about the movies that I just watched, like Werewolf Women of the SS. I, come on, guys. Werewolf Women and Nicolas Cage? I mean, who doesn't want to see that movie? Like, I still remember the trailer where uh, I'm going to do a horrible Nicolas Cage impression, but <laughs> this is my Mecca! Like, come on, man. How come that fucking didn't happen? Edgar Wright's Don't, uh, a weird haunted house movie from the guy who brought his Shaun of the Dead, which I, I think the haunted house genre needs a resurrection, so you might as well have Edgar Wright do it. Uh, but the one that I wanted to see the most... Out of all the trailers was Thanksgiving, a holiday-themed slasher from Eli Roth. Like, I'll never forget <laughs> the last image in the theater where the serial killer pilgrim is fucking a human turkey. Like, every year, every single year around Thanksgiving, I want this movie to exist. But the only fake trailer that we got was Machete, which I absolutely love. Um, I think it's my favorite, probably, out of all the Grindhouse movies, even over Death Proof. And then we got Machete Kills, which sucks. Uh, but I still want to see Machete in space, goddammit. Danny Trejo deserves that movie. Uh, actually, Danny Trejo recently said if Robert Rodriguez didn't get off his ass, he would direct it himself. Fuck it, man. Let him direct it. Yeah, this week he just turned 76. I follow him on uh, Instagram. So just let's get it done, man. And then, um, a lot of people haven't seen this one, but there was Hobo with a Shotgun with Rutger Hauer, which was uh, really cool because there's this young director who won a Grindhouse trailer contest, and then he got his movie made. You know, Not a, not a huge fan of that movie, although I'm a, I'm a big fan of Rutger Hauer's performance, but it's, it's just cool, man, seeing other directors being able to play in that Grindhouse sandbox. Like, Grindhouse trailer contest should just still be a thing. I don't even know why that's not a thing anymore. Like, produced or sponsored by Tarantino and Rodriguez. Like, just just to keep the, the Grindhouse spirit alive. Like, I've always wanted to see a, uh, kind of like a a Project Grindhouse reality show. Like, get, get some directors up and coming. Get some old directors. Uh, just to make a movie on the cheap. Season one. Give some new directors, uh, some upcoming directors, maybe uh, bring some old school directors in. Um, they're all working from the same script. Maybe the first season, the script calls for, um, just give me your uh, grindhouse recipe, all right? Women's prisons, um, cannibals, you get one explosion, all right? One big money shot. Um, maybe you get one eye patch, a fast car, and a shotgun, <laughs> all right? With like, 10 shotgun shells, but you only, here's the catch though, you only get $1 million. That should be plenty of money to make an exploitation film. Like, I think Tarantino and, and Robert Rodriguez's first mistake was making a Grindhouse movie for $60 million fucking dollars. I mean, what do you need $60 million to make two Grindhouse movies? I mean, you look back at, night. I think, 1978 Halloween, it cost like, I think $300,000. I mean, I could do a whole episode just on how Grindhouse and the price tag of a movie should be on the cheap. I think that's probably the main reason Grindhouse fell because they had to make $60 million back. Whatever. But still, can you imagine what could have been? We could have had directors like Kevin Smith, James Gunn, maybe bring uh, 
bring back John Carpenter, Edgar Wright, Eli Roth. I mean, can you imagine what they could have done with a Grindhouse double feature? Some of these old actors that don't get work, they should be making Grindhouse movies like every fucking year. I mean, give give me Jeff Fahey or Don Johnson and give me $1 million, all right? Actually, there's an actor out there. I forget his name, but he looks just like Charles Bronson. Give me that guy, okay? Give me a million dollars and give me the guy that looks like Charles Bronson. All right, I've, I've had this idea for, man, probably five, ten years. I've had this idea for a cannibal movie. Again, I'm not a big cannibal movie guy, right? But it's a B-rate Rambo meets cannibals, all right? Uh, quick synopsis, um, a, a soldier from Vietnam... It can be a soldier, it can be a general, whatever. Um, he's in a helicopter crash. He's on his way home from Vietnam. Lands on, fuck it, let's call it uh, Cannibal Island, all right? The cannibals, they, they take him hostage. He escapes the uh, the cannibal cage. And then it's the, you know, the hunted becomes the hunter. You know, think a real super sleazy Predator Rambo movie with cannibals and titties and decapitations and jungle traps, uh, one-liners. Maybe some guy gets his uh, dick cut off. Maybe a cannibal gets his dick cut off. Um, maybe the uh, the Vietnam soldier has sex with the, with the island virgin. Missing reels, bad effects. I mean, the whole grindhouse experience. Give me Kurt Russell, too. I'll, I'll take Kurt Russell. Um, I could just see the, the tagline, too. In Vietnam, he was the best. On Nightmare Island, he's even better. <laughs> I mean, call it Nightmare Island, call it Cannibal Massacre, Cannibal Island. Probably all those names are already taken, but call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. But you can can you imagine all the batshit crazy ideas like that 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 are out there, and and you just need a million dollars. You just need a million dollars and fucking Don Johnson on an island. Like if I had all of the movie powers in the world. I would start up Grindhouse again, all right? And I would be having a fucking blast, even if it was just straight to video. Like, you can't tell me there's a market out there for Sharknado and just a bunch of other shit. Zom zombie beavers? I mean, come on. But there's not a market for Grindhouse? I, I, there's Velocipaster, Turbo Kid. Like, there are some movies that are trying to do the Grindhouse thing, but they just fall Sure. You know, I, they're missing that Kevin Feige of the grindhouse. They, they're missing that leadership. They just, they're missing Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez just to usher it in. But I just, I don't buy that. Why isn't the grindhouse label? Why is it not a thing? Like whether it's in the theater or straight to video, like the grindhouse label guys should be all over Walmart shelves. Like you go into Walmart and it, it should just be grindhouse shit everywhere. You know, um, where you can see the new, Straight to video, Jeff Fahey Grindhouse movie, the new Michael Bean movie, the new Zoe Bell movie, the new uh, the new Fred Williamson movie. Like Death Proof Two should be actually Death Proof Six should be a thing. There should be as many Death Proof movies as there are Halloween movies now. Uh, Machete in Space that that should just be made um, on the cheap though. No fucking thirty million dollars for Machete in Space. That that's just garbage. Or uh, Cannibal Island Five should be a thing. But yeah, makeup artists like Tom Savini, uh, stuntmen, man, stunt women like Zoe Bell should be making straight to video grindhouse movies every year. I just don't understand why it's not a thing. Just let Tom Savini direct a straight to video grindhouse movie. Let Danny Trejo direct Machete in Space. I, I think we're really missing out on a lot of cool shit. You know, most people want to 
watch Transformers 10 instead of a pilgrim fucking a turkey, you know? So, you know, with this episode, guys, I just wanted to just take a few minutes and just remember, you know, the Grindhouse experience. And if you haven't seen Grindhouse, give it a watch, you know, or maybe it's been since 2007 since you watched it, you know, revisit it, man. And real quick, I want to plug a movie. Um, There's a movie out right now called VFW. Check it out. Um, I was turned on to this movie by Mark Markowitz. And um, it's just a fun, it, it, it has that grindhouse spirit about it. It has Fred Williamson, it has Martin Cove, uh, William Sadler. So it's just a fun, it's just a fun, gory little siege movie. Um, if I didn't know any better, I would think it was made in like 1990. All right. Uh, but yeah, I can, I can talk about this stuff all day. Um, I love Grindhouse, um, when done right. Again, I'm not a torture porn fan, but I love having fun, like an Evil Dead 2, you know, um, Death Proof. Um, I could talk in depth about Grindhouse, guys. Death Proof, Planetary Machete. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about the Grindhouse experience, uh, maybe why it failed, uh, maybe start a conversation in the group, just get people talking about Grindhouse again. So, I just think, guys, I think it's underappreciated. Uh, not just the double feature, but the genre, the spirit of Grindhouse. Anyway, guys, uh, those are my quick thoughts. Um, I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? You know, what's your thoughts on Grindhouse all these years later? Like, are bad movies supposed to have $60 million budgets? Why did Grindhouse bomb so hard, especially when Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez were coming off of Kill Bill and Sin City? Like, if you're going to make a Grindhouse movie, you know, then was probably the time. You know, what fake movie trailer do you want to see turned into a movie? Thanksgiving? Don't? Uh, Werewolf Women of the SS? I mean, let me know. Thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram. But the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, stay groovy.